Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello, I'm back again. And what a week. I don't even know how this podcast is going to go because I'm not going to lie, guys. I am sleep deprived I never wanted to be one of those people that complained about sleep I feel like it's a very boring topic it's almost like the expected topic but oh my goodness I have not slept I think since this time last week so I I need you guys I need your support I'm also going to have to rope in my friend Connie to find out how she's dealing with sleep now that her daughter Macy is two but Alf and I, let me just give you a little bit of a background on how we've been doing sleep. So I always said I will never be one of those mums whose baby sleeps in their bed. However, Alf came along and I don't know if it's because I had like so many stitches that it was like physically incredibly challenging to get him into a bassinet. I was like, I am using the snoo. It's expensive, but I was like, this is the best thing. It's going to be amazing. And I just couldn't get him in the snoo. And it was so hard because he was feeding every couple of minutes. So I started sleeping with him on me. And when I say on me, I mean, literally, I was sitting up in bed. Very luckily, I've got this big velvet, like super king bed. So I was like leaning up against the velvet headrest. And I just slept with him like that until he was about three months old and bear in mind I did a lot of research on co-sleeping and there are ways to do it safely but please don't just take my word for it and think oh if Ashley did it then I can do it because there are obviously lots of risks um to co-sleeping so get that little bit out of the way disclaimer <laughs> um but when he got to three months I then just started to um sleep with him next to me and I think because bear in mind I'm breastfeeding and I breastfeed a lot I still breastfeed a lot at seven months it was just so much easier and I, I don't know if I took the lazy option out um or not it was a little bit lazy but let's be honest there is nothing lazy about parenthood uh, you just get your seat where you can and I found that's what worked for us and the more I started to look into co-sleeping safe sleeping Um, I found this book called Science of Parenting, which I absolutely love. And to be honest, I'm not really like much of a reader with pregnancy and mum books, but this book completely gripped me. It's a little bit like reading a science book from school. Uh, It basically has the latest brain development research. um, And it basically like dispels a lot of like the kind of old wives tales that we that we tell people. So things like you're creating a rod for your own back or your baby's manipulating you, all of these things. And it also talks about attachment parenting. So just to keep it really brief, because let's be honest, you don't want a lecture. Uh, attachment parenting is the idea that you cannot love your baby enough. And the more you kind of assure them that you are there and that you are always there, the more they will grow up to be confident secure little children and um I don't want to like just completely reel off the book because let's be honest that'd be a very boring podcast because you'd be like if I wanted an audiobook <laughs> I'd get the audiobook but uh, the idea is that coastline sleeping is great and responding to your baby's needs and cries are great because a baby is never crying to manipulate you at worst they want comfort and what is wrong with them having comfort so that's kind of been my um 
my like journey with Alf. And when we moved house, um, I was like, right, he'll start sleeping in the cot when we move. So that was around six months. And we were making progress. Like I didn't just want to go cold turkey and be like, you're on your own now, son. <laughs> Good luck. So we were putting him down in the cot. At first, it was like literally five minutes and he'd wake up. And sometimes you battle, you're like, oh, is it really worth it? But we kept doing it. We kept letting him know like we're here. The moment he would like wake up or cry, we'd be there. We'd pick him up. We'd put him back down or we'd bring him back into our beds. And we were really getting somewhere. And last week... He was doing up to three and a half, four hours in his cot, which in my book was absolutely amazing. If you ask my sister, who's got my nephew Jasper, that would be a terrible sleep, but each to their own. And obviously all babies are different and our lifestyles and all of that are very different. So this week, the dreaded top two teeth seem to be I don't want to say appearing because I can't see them yet, but there are some very swollen gums. He's teething and everything has gone out the window. And so this is, for me, one, I think, benefit to not really having a sleep routine because any baby who is teething is going to be in pain. So in my book, that means like they need comfort. So at first I was trying to keep keep doing the cot thing, but um, he he basically just isn't sleeping in the cot. He'd wake up every couple of minutes. And apparently when you lie them flat, it obviously makes their gums throb a bit. So there's been lots of cuddles. There's been lots of co-sleeping, but I do not like to use the word regression or him being a bad sleeper or good or bad, because let's be honest, babies aren't good or bad. They are just tiny, tiny little people who are going through so much developing and growing and, I can't imagine like the pain of teething. So whilst that is my, I'd say, slightly holistic approach to it, I also want to complain about the lack of sleep because I feel like we can feel like we're doing the right thing by the babies, but also still be like, oh my God, will I ever sleep again? Will I ever sleep again? And it's got to a point where I'm literally like napping. I'm in survival mode. Like <laughs> any moment I catch a break. If Tommy has like a lunch break or whatever, if my brother's down at the moment, I'd be like, I'm just going to run up to sleep. So I feel like all my work, my friendships, everything is just being like taken over by the power nap. I'm actually nervous to do a podcast where the topic is sleep because I feel like two of the most controversial topics around parenthood seem to be sleeping and feeding the baby. And so I just want to say now that I personally think there is no right or wrong way. Like however you do it is right because you're doing what's best for you and your baby. And what I will say is whilst Alf isn't sleeping and it's very inconvenient for me, he is thriving. Like he is so happy. He's developing, he's growing, he's eating, he's loving his weaning journey. So I know that this sleep isn't impacting him. It's just impacting me, which is also important. So I also know that people function differently on sleep because in a past life and hopefully a future life (laughs) and semi my present life, I'm a DJ I am very good at functioning on little sleep. I knew those party years would pay off. Um, But with that in mind, I do want to speak to my friend Connie Simmons because I know that she has a very different approach. And I know that she has really found a flow with her daughter, Macy. So before I chat to her, I just want to say thank you. Like you're loving the podcast. And I was so nervous to put it out and... I was like, is anyone going to listen? But now I'm actually getting questions. So thank you. Keep all the questions coming in. And if you ever have any questions, if you want to get involved in the sleep topic, the email address is askmumsthewordpod at gmail.com. And so this week, we've had a question through from Emily. And she says, I'm finding it really hard at the moment, juggling work, taking care of my baby boy, as well as everything else. I feel like I have a million spinning plates and never have time to sit down. Any advice on how to switch off would be great, please, Ashley. I feel like I would like to put that question out to you guys. Any advice on how to switch off? Because I feel you. And I always say that 
motherhood to me, especially in this like first few months, feels like you're running on a treadmill that's going slightly too fast. So you're not actually getting anywhere, but you're working really hard. Because I feel like between trying to be the best mom and trying to get my work done, I'm always one step behind. And then to think about having to be a friend, like I've forgotten what half of my friends look like. Obviously that bit's not true, but I miss my friends so much. I don't even remember when the last time I spoke to them was. And it's not through lack of care or love, but it's that I actually physically feel like I don't have time to do my work, be a mom and also be a friend. That sounds so pathetic, doesn't it? But that is the place that I'm in. So please, if you have any advice or tips on how to switch off, email askmumstheword.pod at gmail.com. But now, back to that very exciting topic of sleep and teething. It's time to speak to Connie. So today I'm really excited to talk to my friend, but also mum to Macy, author and life coach, Connie Simmons. Connie, thank you so much for coming and joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and I'm so excited to catch up with you. I know, me too. Like so much has changed and Macy's recently celebrated her birthday. Um, Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, yeah. She's turned two in April, so she's just a little bit over two now. Did you just have a party recently or have I just been in such a whirlwind that you had a party in April and it feels like last week? (laughs) Actually, I just love how you're just so in like um, mum mum life. He's not a newborn anymore, but that first year of having a baby, your your literally mind is just not the same. (laughs) It's mad. Did you you have a party in April? It was in April, yeah. No way. I honestly could have thought it was last week. (laughs) <laughs> it's all going to snap. But do you know what? She's been at a few parties, so maybe you're just they're all just mixing into one. No, I thank you for saying that, but this is definitely my mum brain because it's interesting <laughs> that you said that first year. So now that Macy's two, do you feel like you get out of this newborn bubble or how long did it take you to feel like time and life kind of came back to a new form of normal? When she turned one, it, it, there was definitely a massive milestone there, like for me. Um, obviously she turned one as a milestone for her but for me um, I don't know what it was but I kind of just felt like um, I could just well actually let's let's be honest here I got a sleep I got a sleep um, consultant that's really interesting and that is exactly what I want to talk to you about so I'm really excited a to know more but after getting a sleep consultant what age did you do that and how did it improve or not improve your life I did it aged one I don't know why I didn't do it sooner um once I got Rebecca on board her name's Rebecca and she gave us this plan my life changed like I was Connie again well Connie again but as a mum and Connie like I felt like I was getting my independence back I was getting my spark back because sleep is so important and I just felt like oh my god like I can be the mum I want to be now because I'm sleeping and Macy was just so much more enjoyable to be around because she had a routine she wasn't relying on milk to get her to sleep because what was happening is she was a very small eater she's very little and often and she was reliant on milk milk was her soother and it required me to bring she required me to bring her the milk So I was waking up every three hours to bring Macy milk so she could get herself back to sleep um, at aged one. And then because she was drinking so much milk in the night, she wasn't eating in the day. So like so much change had to happen. Um, And um, and so, yeah, we did that plan and she stopped relying on me. She was sleeping through the night till seven o'clock. I was sleeping. She was eating like, honestly, I can't even tell you um, how much it changed everything and it made being a mum so much more enjoyable. And I, for the first time, I was like, I can see myself having another one. Oh, my goodness. You know? <laughs> so there's so much I want to dissect here. So let's start from the very beginning. So you gave birth to Macy and what was her sleep like? I, I imagine it would have changed a lot. And um, what was that kind of breaking point that when you got to one, you were like, OK, it's time to call in the troops. Yeah. Well, Macy was never a good sleeper. She's still not amazing. She's, she, she's very 
intelligent. So she's very aware of things. She's her brain ticks constantly. So even now, like she sleeps through, but she's very much like, it's dark. Let's turn the light on. Um, what's that, mummy? What's that noise? Like she's so inquisitive and it's just very like it can I find it more challenging that she's like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she um she was five pound thirteen when she was born, so she was dingy. Tiny baby. She was so tiny and it was never picked up either. So that was a worry because we weren't expecting it. And she would feed every hour, Ashley, an ounce every hour for like the first month. Um, so I would feed her, she'd drink winter, put her down and then she was ready for more. So I literally got no sleep. I was a zombie and I, I definitely feel like I had, I was very low, which I think everyone knows that can, that can happen anyway, without, with or without a baby sleep's so important. Um, but looking back, I wonder if I did have the baby blues, but it's really hard to know like how you define that because it's like you were saying, it's such a big change anyway. Right. Yeah, and I see I'm like in the midst of baby blues. Like, do I have the baby blues? Do I have the lockdown blues? Like, I don't know what is going on. And also I'm just in a whirlwind that I think that Macy celebrated her birthday last week, but it was actually about six months ago. And that's honestly how I feel. That I'm like, do I still have friends? I don't even know when the last time I spoke to half of them was because I feel like I'm almost in survival mode of like trying to sleep, not sleeping and trying to be the best mom and trying to do my work. Um, so I'm like, I totally feel this. So did her sleep chop and change throughout the first year or was she just always every hour? No, she wasn't always every hour. Obviously the bigger she got, the bigger her tummy got, um, it got better. Um, but what I did wrong, obviously when you're in the midst of it all, you you're not doing anything wrong you're just doing what's right in the moment what you think's right in the moment what's going to make them stop crying the quickest but like looking back if I have another child what I won't do is because Macy was bottle fed because uh, long story um I would she was really bad in the car so what happened was the only thing that would soothe her in the car was a bottle and then that then eventually became the only thing that soothed her full stop so I I just would be more aware next time of what I'm using to soothe my child um because it they take it to bedtime and for me like we're both career women but for me like um my career is so important to me um and I went back to work after three months um sleep will always be a priority and I think that for me, I've realized that I have to get what I need in order to be the best mum for Macy. I had to just be really firm, um, do the sleep training that meant like, you know, being in the room, uh, but like letting herself soothe, which involved some tears, which can be hard, but actually like it's them learning a new skill. They don't know how else to communicate. Like they're frustrated and that's why they cry. They're not in pain. Like, um you're just teaching them a new skill to self-soothe and it's not like awful crying like you're there you put your your hands on their chest and things like that um and it's not for everyone but for me it was essential and we've just had to do sleep training again now Macy's gone into a big bed so I would say once we've done the sleep training age one because I was at the end of my tether by the time she was one I don't know why I didn't do this sooner but I think I was just caught up on being so tired, I couldn't even think properly. I, I couldn't even like fathom the fact that you can get childcare to help you while you work. Like I just kept thinking that I had to do it all on my own. Yeah. Um, like I have to do this all on my own. I'm her mom. I, I want to work. I need to earn money. I Like ask for help, Connie. Like that's the one thing I would have told myself. Like in that moment ask for help reach out like there are there are there are there's help there you know it takes a village to to you know um, child, sure. child so um yeah I, I I reached out finally and got the help I needed and and when Macy wasn't sleeping recently because she was climbing out of her cot she's got a toddler bed now she was coming out of her bed every like hour into our room mom mom I go in mommy daddy's bed no, Macy, back in your room, like every hour, it was felt like I had a newborn again. I reached out to Rebecca again. And now Macy's sleeping from half seven till half six. 
you know that's amazing um do you know what it's so interesting because I feel like sleep is for some reason sleep and feeding babies seem to be the most controversial topics and you almost like I almost find it like awkward to bring up sleep because I know that it's such a heated topic around people having so many different opinions and I actually really like that you you did you like went to sleep training because you felt like it was the last resort and I would say whilst there's like holistic sleep training I am at the moment and bear in mind like things can change like I'm like I don't want to sleep train and but I really like being able to have the conversation because I think a lot of the thing I find hard with motherhood is that you can't have differing opinion without it being almost like a sticky subject but I love like listening to you and what worked for you and also it's almost like reassuring to know that that is an option because you hit the nail on the head by saying you cannot be a good mum or parent if you're not your best the best version of yourself and of course we need to make money and how do we make money we work and how can we work when our brains are not functioning like you know they they use sleep deprivation as a form of torture like (laughs) it is a form of torture but we're almost expected to kind of get on and deal with it in whatever way we see fit because it's such a almost boring topic of conversation isn't it it's like the first thing you say like when you say you're pregnant everyone's like oh enjoy your sleep now and I found that so annoying but it's because the sleep thing is so hard yeah it's such a shock like to go from you know being able to go to bed when you want and waking up when you want to literally like having no control over it whatsoever unless obviously some people have babies that love drinking their milk and sleeping through from quite early on you know like Macy just wasn't that baby so um I've just learned to like right this is Macy accepting um the fact that she's not the greatest sleeper also I don't overthink things too much like I'm not really someone that like goes and does loads of research and reads loads of books I'm just not that person I'm like right I need sleep because I want to make money I want to be a happy mum I want to be a patient mum um what can I do? Okay, sleep consultant, speak to her. Do we connect? Is she, like, do I trust her? Um, she's so soft and lovely, and she was just, she's just constantly there to support me. Like, and I just she's a mother herself. She done it because she, for the same reasons as I want to do it, she needed to get her sleep so she could work. She's very career minded, um, and so I'm like, right, Bosh, done. There's a solution. Let's do it. Like, I'm very much like that. I don't really overthink things and. I just think, well, I don't remember when I was Macy's age, um, my mum, you know, letting me cry for a couple of minutes and then eventually I'm sleeping. I don't, I'm, I, that's how I think. I don't remember. I don't remember being one and my mum being like, right, she's crying. There's nothing wrong with her. Let me just leave her to soothe herself for a couple of minutes. I don't remember that. So I also think like that, right? Macy's not going to remember the fact that I've left her to cry for a minute, but I, I'm, you know, that's how it does. I, I'm like, oh, that sounds really awful, but it's not awful because it's been amazing because she now sleeps and she's like. Did you find when she wasn't sleeping that she was like, did you see it? Did you feel it was affecting her mood? In yeah, it was affecting her growth. It was affecting her appetite, her moods, like you know, as soon as she was sleeping, she was eating really well. Her hair, like this, like her hair was growing, like just so many things I could see. Like she just, like she was a tiny little thing and I was like, she was actually really like skinny almost. Uh, And then as soon as she started eating, she was like, looks like such a healthy child and um, just happier and more energy. And she was like eating solids like a one-year-old should. Like she was just living off milk still at the age of one because she wasn't um because she was drinking that through through the night and that's all she wanted and it almost was like she'd gone backwards I was like this isn't right like 
Yeah, so you basically sense there was like a problem with her development through sleep. And what made you choose that particular sleep consultant? Was it somebody that you knew or reached out or did you do lots of research around the different types of sleep training or what was your like thought process behind it? Um, I I looked at a few sleep consultants. Um, I didn't really connect with a lot of them and they just didn't it just you know when you just know like there wasn't I wasn't drawn to I look at the social media pages as well because obviously that's like a, a portfolio isn't it uh, a website and then this lady Rebecca sleepy time sleep she's called she reached out to me and I thought she's she wasn't like a big dog so a lot of the big dogs like I was looking at who've got big following books and blah 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 and she was not new to it, but she was had a small small profile, um, and she reached out to me, and I thought, Do you know what, I'm interested in having a 15 minute consultation with her. Um, there was just something about the way she spoke to me, like her presence, her charisma, like her. She was just soft and gentle and kind. And I don't know. I feel like when you think of sleep training, you think of like discipline and like do this, do that. Like, I don't know why, but in my head, it was like, oh my God, that sounds so scary. And then when I spoke to Rebecca, it just was, it's not that at all. It wasn't that at all. It was, it was just, there was so much love in it and affection and reassurance for Macy. And she gave me so much reassurance, never made me feel bad, never made me feel guilty. If one night I just couldn't do it and I just gave in, like, it just, it just felt right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. We're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. We, being me, Georgie Porter. And me, Sharon Carpenter. We're all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and we give you advice whenever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. We're all about what you're really thinking and what you really want to know. You can expect to hear some of this. I have to say, come on, people, we we're getting a little too sensitive here. And also some of this. She is plugging her entire career in that one moment. That's the Lose Lips podcast out every Tuesday and not forgetting Extra Lippy on Fridays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. This is a really interesting topic. So when you're saying you just couldn't do it, there was, there was days where you felt like that. As someone that hasn't done it and is like genuinely curious and also delighted that you found something that helped Macy and helped you because that's what's most important, isn't it? It's like everyone's circumstances and everyone's ability to thrive and survive on little sleep is very different. So were there days or did you feel like at times it was almost working against your maternal instinct to let her cry or... Or is it, 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 was it, was it just like more gentle than that? Uh, it didn't go against my maternal instinct at all. I just thought, felt that she, 
I felt I really believed in the fact that she was learning a new skill and they can't talk and like she wasn't crying in pain like this. You learn your baby's cries. And remember, she was one here. So she was older as well. And she could stand up and like she could actually talk a little bit as well. So she could understand everything I was saying. So maybe that made it easier that the fact of her age rather than like a, a six month old or a three month old baby. Um, but no, I just, I, 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 it didn't go against my maternal instinct. I genuinely felt that this was the best thing for her and for me. So, you know, it, it was only like three days of, of, um, more crying than usual, but still not un, unusual, like amount of crying. And I sometimes think as well, like if your child's constantly waking up for comfort and reassurance, is that good for the baby? Is that, is there something to think about there? Like, why does your child constantly need comforting? Like you could look at it in different ways. I kind of, I want Macy to be quite independent um and I'm always there to reassure she's a very secure child a lot of people say it to me like how she when we go to like parties or social events she's very confident and secure like she doesn't um she's not clingy or like sort of scared she's very confident and secure and they said that, that I've made her feel that way they she knows that I'm not going anywhere um but she's also independent. So I don't know whether that comes from the fact that, you know, she can self-soothe, but she knows that I'm there. So at the moment I leave her bedroom door open and I'm like, I'm just going to do the dishwasher. I'll come back and check on you in a minute. Just close your eyes and relax. And she knows I'm there, but she's also learning to self-soothe and go to sleep on her own. And I like that. That's what, you know, that's what I want for her. So I don't know. It just depends how you look at it really. Yeah, that's so good as well. I'm happy that you like found something that worked for you and worked for Macy and made you feel like you again because that's definitely where I'm like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to feel like myself? And moving on from sleep slightly, how did you find like the teething process? And even after kind of like finding your groove with sleep, did you find that when teething occurred, it all went out the window and what are your biggest tips for teething? Because I'm going through the top two teeth right now and I would love to know how it's impacted sleep and what your best remedies for teething are. So teething is like, I remember getting proper in the groove of things and like, great, she's sleeping through the night. This is great. Like, I feel like me again. Woo. And then bang, a tooth decides to come through the gum and you're like, no, no, <laughs> it is like that. It is like that. But let me tell you now, Macy's two now. I think pretty much all her teeth are, are through. She's got a couple of back ones. Yay. But she can let me know. I put cowpaw in her milk um, because she she doesn't drink. She doesn't take medicine. Yeah, for me, it's... it's um, Cowpole or Nurofen. Some people believe Nurofen actually because it's uh, ibuprofen. It's an anti-inflammatory. Um, but I never give that unless I really had to. Like I would start off with some Bongella or like, you know, the, um, the ones that you can rub on the gums. Um, yeah. Lots of like cold cucumber and um, oh, a lot of people. Cold cucumber is a great one. Yeah. So soothing on the gums. A lot of people freeze the breast milk into the ice pot mold. So they have like a breast milk ice lolly. Yes. Um, Why haven't I thought about doing that? Because I even have those ice lollies and I've just never even, it's never occurred to me. Yeah. So try that. You'll love it. Did you ever do teething powder? Because I'm trying to do that at the moment, but it is hard putting powder in a baby's mouth. <laughs> really hard. I don't know how people... Some babies are just so great. They let you brush their teeth. They let you do all these things. Macy would have kept her mouth shut like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, Alf has definitely got his mum's stubbornness. If he doesn't yeah. want to open his mouth, he will not open his mouth. I would go for the ice lollies and then at night, so in the day, like try and cope without medicine and like do the cucumber and um the breast milk ice lollies just to keep his gums nice and cool but then at night for your sanity I would um give him medicine yeah because I have been doing calpol but um I've not actually done neurofen and it's so weird I think because like my parents are like quite 
I don't know, I, I think like stereotypically northern different generation that they literally would never like give us medicine and not because they don't believe in it, but it's it's kind of like suck it up. <laughs> it can't be that bad unless your arm is literally hanging off. They might give you a paracetamol. So it genuinely like never, ever crosses my mind to take it or give it. Mm. And um like even you know in the past when I've like gone into hospital with like kidney infections they were like have you taken paracetamol and I'm like oh no and they're like why wouldn't like why wouldn't you that? that would help with temperature and I'm like genuinely didn't even cross my mind and um, so now Tom's like oh let's give him calpol and I'm like oh he seems fine but we have got better at doing the calpol but yeah neurofen is um the next one in the days that he's like really struggling yeah try neurofen um instead of Calpol because it's the anti-inflammatory and Macy was recently uh, poorly and the neurofin definitely had more of an effect than the Calpol. Um, she was telling me that her teeth were hurting so I gave her neurofin. She was pointing at her back gums as well. So the neurofin, like she was a new child, whereas the Calpol didn't, it wasn't actually as effective. So try neurofin um, and see what happens there. But I would just definitely say like when you know they're teething, just be kinder to yourself, Ashley, like lower your expectations a little bit. Um, maybe move things around because that is. Yeah, really- I, don't, I don't have a routine. I'm actually, I am actually quite holistic in that. Like I, I worry for people that do have like strong routines that when they're teething that they're like, Oh my God, it's all going out the window. Whereas I'm very much like my mentality is they're a poor little baby and they're in pain. Like I, I, I mean, I'm very much on the like <laughs> comfort side, as I said, like it's so interesting to hear your perspective and obviously you're further down the line and I'm mm. really open and like non-judgmental to anyone doing it differently to me. And it might be that I get to a certain um, like breaking point and I'm like, Oh my God, why didn't I do this sooner? Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost like, oh, my little Bob, I don't want him, I don't want him to go through all this pain of teething. So I kind of, you know, last week he was like going down in his cot before we were moving back into co-sleeping. And now I'm just like, do you know what? It's not working. He's in pain. Back in the bed we go. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. And I kind of like assess day by day. It's so interesting that you say all of this because I was like you. I didn't have a routine. I was just like, I'm going to let Macy like tell me and um now I'm like why did I never have a routine like because baby loves routine too like it's crazy obviously again this is just like from my from my experience and when I thought I couldn't even I couldn't even process a routine in my head that's how much my brain was not functioning like I couldn't get my head around the fact that every four hours give them this much and their awake times are this I couldn't even process that because I was so sleep deprived and now I look back and I just think if I just sat down and just like went on the NHS website or whatever and just found out what a a four-month-old baby's wake times were how much milk they should be drinking and then worked out a routine I would have been so much more sane like I would have been I would have known why is she crying in this moment? Why, why, why is that happening then? Oh, okay, it's four o'clock. Actually, she needs a nap, so let me go for a walk with her. I was in such a pickle, and then when I did the sleep routine, sleep consultant, she she sorted out Macy's day routine, and I was like, oh my god, Macy's not had a routine until she was one. That is why I've not been coping. Yeah, that's interesting. See, I feel like Arthur's kind of naturally put himself into a routine. So I know that his like nap times. Are that's great. So there is a routine there. Yeah, I guess it's just very loose. Like, it, I guess, yeah. yeah, as in like, if I know we wanted to go for dinner and obviously we can't leave him because he, he is a boob man and will refuse a bottle. Like we have tried every bottle type, every, <laughs> every possible thing. And he, he just won't. He started to drink out of a cup. Um, but obviously he wouldn't drink breast milk if I'm around. He won't even eat food if it's got breast milk in it because he's like, no, I want it in the boob or I want it not wow. at all. So um, it obviously does mean that I'm much more tied to him, but mm. I just keep reminding myself it isn't forever. And I mean, you never see a grown person breastfeeding. That's <laughs> I keep telling myself, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. You, it is just temporary and you've just got to kind of go with it, don't you? Yeah, so in, in my head, I'm like, if we were to be like really strict, and bear in mind, my sister, she, um, my nephew is a couple of months 
um, younger than Alf. And that's another like beauty of, I think, like supporting people who do it differently. Because my sister is like a full on routine. Her husband's in the army, like they are regimented <laughs> down yeah. to the T and it, and it really works for them. Whereas I feel like routine for me is quite stressful, but I guess he is in a certain a level of routine because obviously mm. he has his three meals and he has his naps yeah. at a time but we're just a bit loose of like if whether he naps in the pram or whether he naps in a car or whether he naps like in the carrier it, it kind of you know it depends on mm. him and where we are yeah no I, I I totally get that you're a free spirit aren't you so like yeah the thought of like strict routine actually like gives me like severe anxiety like I I think I'd feel like really like trapped in that whereas my sister thrives in routine and I guess like you're saying like you needed that routine for for uh, I was gonna say for Connie for you (laughs) and for Macy and also it sounds like from what you're saying that Macy like it was impacting her development like her lack of sleep yeah no it was definitely in terms of food like eat her appetite it didn't impact like her speech and stuff like that but it impacted like her growth and um and her and her eating um and I'm such a foodie so I just found it really hard like having a child that didn't enjoy food is she enjoying food more now oh my god yeah I mean like so much more now she loves prawn spaghetti she loves like like chicken and veg and loads of fruit like but before she would have only had like tomato pasta with cheese or beans on toast with cheese or like yeah just plain that must have been also really frustrating for you because you're like known for your cooking and healthy like amazing dishes I've even cooked some of your dishes so we do be like how <laughs> child that will only eat this oh my god it was killing me I was like how can you not like that it is amazing I made that from scratch I was like would talk to her like this like what is wrong with you like it's so good and it's just she just like it was like well I'm getting milk later so why would I want this so that's why it just, we had to, yeah, that's why things needed to change for us. Um, and also um, at first with the sleep training and the routine, it was very much like her naps need to be in her cot. And I'm like you, I felt restricted. I can't do, I can't go meet a friend who's just had a baby because I've got to be back for this time because she's got to be in her cot. So it was hard. But then I said to Rebecca, look, this doesn't suit me, like get her being in her cot all the time. So it was like, right, we'll just do it for two weeks. And once she knows her routine and like the self-soothing is done, then it's okay to have um, the naps in the car or in the pushchair or the carrier um, 50% of the time. So then I would look at my week and I'd go, right, okay, so on that day and that day, it's going to be in the car, like, or that day it's going to be in the car because I'm going to go and visit my gran or my friend or I'm going for lunch, it'll be in the pushchair. And on those days, I've got to do some work. So I'll do it, I'll let, make sure her naps are at home. So there is flexibility in it as well. It's got to suit your life, especially if you're a bit like a working mum. So that's what I liked about Rebecca is that she's like, you know, it's it's not always ideal. And now Macy has a nap in the middle of the day, which is really annoying because it's literally in the middle of the day. So you either have to do something really early in the morning or something later on in the afternoon. But now she's older Rebecca's like it's absolutely fine for her naps to be in the car or in the pushchair doesn't have to always be in her in her bed so things do get easier as they develop and they you can speak to them and you can talk to them um so I don't feel trapped at all actually I feel liberated I know that my child's going to go to bed at half seven and I've got three hours in the evening to myself to catch up on tv to like do my nails like just do my face mask wash my hair blow dry it do my tan catch up on some work whereas before I'd be like I don't know what time Macy's going to go to bed tonight she's probably going to wake up six times before midnight and so I can't paint my nails because they're going to be wet. I'm not going to get in the shower in case she's trying to find me so I I I feel liberated by having some sleep some routine and having that sleep training because I wouldn't have known how to do it on my own that's amazing and I'm listening to you like self-care what is that (laughs) I think I think that's the really interesting thing that no matter what you choose there's definitely like 
huge benefits to other things like it's exactly the same with my sister like they have the evenings to themselves and to be fair we were starting to get into that up until teething happened so I'm hoping mm. that we'll get back there but oh, you will, really, you will. Really cannot wait for the day that we get our evenings back but I just keep reminding myself it isn't nothing is forever and I'm sure like you said you're looking back kind of broody again thinking that you mm. want to go through it all again yeah which also kind of gives me hope because at the moment, and especially a couple of weeks ago, I was like, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> no, honestly, like, because you, you're, this is the first time you've done it, Ashley. Like, you you don't know your baby. That's a straight, you've given birth to a stranger. Yeah, he's your baby, but he's a stranger and you're still getting to know him. It's still so early. Yeah, still I, so I, early. I, I know him now, but at, you're, at the beginning, when I first brought yeah. him home, I was literally, I remember saying to Tommy, like, do you just feel like we've brought a stranger home? <laughs> he was yeah. like, no, I really love him. And I was like, oh, right. I literally feel like we're just like, hello, how do you do? Yeah. Like, you live here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a bit like that. Absolutely. I was in survival mode. I was like, that is my child. I have to look after you. I have to do this. This is my duty as a mother. It was very like that. It wasn't like, oh, my newborn love bubble and oh, I just love you and I will do whatever I can for you. I was like, right, Connie, now you have to survive on little sleep um, and blah, blah, blah. It was very like that, like like coping mechanisms and like just very, I was very like, I'd, Ricky would be like, look, I'll look after, I'll look after, go and have a nap. I'd wake up from the nap in shock, like in like, oh my God, where is she? Is she okay? Like, you know, does she need me? Like, it was very like that. So I... I'm like, I don't know if I had postnatal because I had such, I just like loved her and I was like almost overwhelming. If people oh. were holding her and passing her around the room, it gave me the worst anxiety because I was like, she needs me. I'm her mum. Really? Why is she not in my arms? It's been half an hour. So I was very much like that at, at the start. And then, and then I think I'm hoping that the next baby, I'm just going to be, that's not going to be there and things are going to be different. And you just learn from the first experience. Yeah. And I guess as well, like every baby's different. Like I'm sure there'll be people that have had a second baby being like, I've totally got this nailed now. And then the other baby is just like a completely different little character. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then exactly. no, what have I done all over again? And then you get to the second birthday and you're like, maybe I'll have another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally I think that's just the whirlwind of like parenthood right you just you just have to sort of ride the wave and everything's temporary there's you know they're constantly growing and you've got to remember to try and enjoy it as well it is the only thing that you can like love and hate in such equal measures and that like the contradiction of emotions Hmm. I, I mean I watch I watch all your stories and I read all your captions and I can relate to pretty much every single one of them um we're so similar in the sense of like feeling that feeling torn between being a mum and being a businesswoman and having our own identity like that juggle was really hard for me and when things like teething or poor sleep uh, lack like for me lack of routines which was affecting the sleep when that was happening I was losing myself even more and and hating motherhood even more so um you know I would have to say to myself Connie she's teething you know that this will this will last for a week so for the next week this is you know it is what it is yeah it's almost uh, like a new skill that you have to learn to almost yeah. let things sit in your to-do list and not get them done do you find yeah. that like, for me because I would always like to get things I'm such a perfectionist and I'd love to get things ticked off and if yeah. even like if an email comes in I'd deal with it straight away and now I'm yeah. Almost learn to still yeah. have the same ambition, but just like let it wait a few hours until I'm actually able to deal with it. Yeah, yeah that's it. And that's and do you know what I find that um, a lot of people are really understanding that of, of that as well. But I'm still very conscious that um, a lot of people who aren't parents still don't get it. They still don't get it. Um, yeah. And that's they, what I find. Hard. They will if they ever become parents, and hopefully, like the more the more work becomes flexible and stuff then they don't even have to get it it'll just be better for everyone but I feel like that is a whole different I know I know for another day I but know Connie I'm so happy that you came to chat to me especially because teething and sleep I know that's basically all we've talked about but it's such a huge monumental topic in general but also for what I'm going through at the moment and it's actually really nice to have a conversation with someone further down the line 
but also who has like a slightly different perspective on it to me. So it's really nice. And hopefully loads of people will be like comforted in what you're saying and um, like consider their options that, you know, they don't have to like suffer with tiredness if it's not the best in them as people and as mothers. So um, yeah, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you chatting to me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and I'm always here if you ever need to send a voice note or have any questions or any tips. I'm always here. Thank you so much. You might regret saying that because I'll <laughs> be like, hey, you know how you said, you know how you said this. Um, yeah, thank you, Connie. And um, thanks for listening to Asha James, Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating would help. It helps others to find us, basically. And talking of spreading the news, if you like podcasts, which I really hope you do, please please tell someone else about it so we can hopefully reach more people and I'll be back next week with another episode same time same place ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.